here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Hello, everybody. Rob McCarron here. Welcome to Shake Them Ropes, episode 184, I believe it is. I want to thank you for bearing with us. Uh, Last week, obviously, was Thanksgiving. I hope you all had a uh, wonderful Thanksgiving or any holiday that you may celebrate. And to our international listeners, I just hope you had a great week and stayed safe and had some fun with whatever you were doing. Uh, We were, I was going to do this episode last week uh, and then time got away from us. And then I started thinking that today might have been a perfect day to actually record and release it here on Monday morning, the 28th. As uh, if you follow, if you follow me on Twitter, if you follow the show on Twitter at shake them ropes is the Twitter feed for the show. Um, my Twitter is at Mick listens. That's M C L I S T E N S. Hooray. I can spell listens. Uh, you probably saw that uh, a couple Saturdays ago, uh, during one of the evolve pro wrestling shows, I made a, what would end up being a hastily made announcement, um, that I didn't, I didn't plan on making that day, but I was encouraged to make, um, about joining Flow Slam. Flow Slam, if you're not aware, flowslam.tv. Uh, Flow Slam is the new content provider for Evolve and the WWN networks and more pro wrestling companies on the way. Uh, it was, I was announcing basically that I was becoming the senior editor of flowslam.tv and was going to be integral in producing uh, pro wrestling live streaming to you on demand libraries for a lot of uh, companies and, and online written content. And I made the announcement because I was I was offered the position. I was offered the position with Flow Slam. It all started a couple of months ago when uh, when Jeremy Botter reached out and and asked if I knew anyone that would be a good fit for it. And I I kind of submitted my name and and went through the interview processes. I, I went to uh, the headquarters of Flow Slam and and spoke with them over the phone uh, a couple of times too and. And just, just got a feel for what they were doing, and got a feel, and and I really liked it. And I was getting, I was getting wooed very easily, uh, very easily getting wooed uh, about joining, about joining Flow Slam. And it just, so basically, to I and none of you may care about this, and I apologize. I just want to kind of explain what's uh, what's going on uh, for those who were curious. Um, but anyway, long story short. Uh, go to Flow Slam, have conversations with them, and I'm offered the position of senior editor. And it was for, you know, more money than I'm making in my in my current, uh, you know, job right now. It's more money than I'm making on the side doing voiceovers and doing these podcasts, Shake Them Ropes, uh, most prominently. Uh, and it was really enticing. And, you know, it would be the first time and then this is something you think about a lot right probably you know as a pro wrestling fan hey one day if i could get a job in pro wrestling how amazing would that be and here i am being offered this job in pro wrestling uh, it would be a lot of work uh, it would be 
for a startup site. It would be getting it off the ground, so it would be a lot, a lot of hours, a lot of uh, traveling, too, to cover WWN events and some other, uh, you know, other special, really cool projects that would have come about and probably still are coming about, but someone else would be at the handle of those. Uh, I, I decided, after a lot of thought, being offered this position, you know, asking to myself a lot of questions, talking about it with a lot of people, both inside wrestling and then my family and friends and, and people who, you know, don't don't even follow wrestling or don't follow MMA or don't follow what I'm doing, but just know me. Um, you know, the most prominent question I ended up asking myself and asking others for advice on was, do I want a career in pro wrestling and MMA? Do I want a career in content production? Do I want a career in writing? Do What do I want to do? And do I want to? And do I want to travel? And the travel question really comes up because, as some of you may know by references I've made on the show or the Twitter feed, is you know, I recently just moved. I I recently just moved in um, with my my girlfriend and a very special girl and a girl who I've been seeing for a couple of years. Um, a girl I've been seeing after since I started doing this podcast and. I I just this flow slam offer couldn't have come at a more inconvenient time for me and you know uh, just from a selfish standpoint on my own end is you know I had to think about it a lot and I went through this process thinking yeah I, I want to do this I want to see what a career in wrestling is like I, well I, I to be honest I started the process not having any thought that I would actually end up getting an offer or getting to be this position I never thought I would get into the position where I'd have to choose whether to take it or not. I was just going along for the ride. And to that to Flow Slam, I couldn't be more grateful. I mean, they they uh they brought me in, they they talked to me a lot, they they liked what we had to talk about, and they liked me. And it gave me a lot of confidence and it gave me a lot of uh a lot of assurance that hey, maybe I, I know what I'm doing in some regards. Um, so I want to I want to thank Flow Slam too. I don't think anyone's probably listening to this from there right now, but Jeremy Botter and Flow Slam are absolutely bright. They know what they're you know getting into. They have a lot of you know sound as well as some crazy ideas uh, for what Flow Slam is going to be, and it, and it just sounds like it's going to be a really fun thing. I just I ended up getting into the position where I I didn't think I could give my all to it. You know I was do I. Do I eventually move to Austin, Texas? Am I am I going to be traveling and being away four days every two weeks when I just moved into this house and have a lot of stuff going on and, and don't frankly want to be away? Uh, it, it, it dawned on me that I just didn't want to be away that much. As cool as the job would be, you know, traveling to Evolve shows for a weekend to cover things and produce content for you, that would be so cool. But at this time in my life right now, it's just not it's not what I wanted to do. And I, I thought, you know, I love doing this show. I love, I love interacting with the people who do listen to the show. I love interacting with you, uh, whether it's email, iTunes, feedback, Twitter, whatever. I love interacting with you guys. And, you know, I, I, it would be an opportunity to expand the audience. It would be an opportunity to have even more people interact. But I just, I just didn't want to be away. And I was, I was thinking, hey, you know, I kind of like just keeping this as a hobby and keeping this as something, you know, that's that's growing, yes, but not necessarily going to be a full-time thing. 
you know, we have we have the three thousand people that follow on Twitter. We have the two thousand people that follow Jeff on Twitter, and we have the ten thousand weekly downloads. When we first did this, we had fourteen people listen. Fourteen people listened to the first show that we produced, which was only on one message board, and you know. A, few of those people have stuck with us the entire time and more have joined along the way to the point where we have 10,000 people downloading the show every week and we have sponsors joining up because they see that there's an audience here and and they want to be a part of the show and it, it I always thought this whole entire two time that we started doing this as like a fun thing and I, I I'm an audio nerd I'm a radio nerd I wanted to be I wanted to do a radio show basically and 14 people have grown into 10,000 and the entire time I kept thinking, you know, am I even good at this? Do I, am I embarrassing myself? Should I even keep going? Should I just pack it in one day and no one will even notice? And a lot of the stretch, I thought if I just stopped doing this right off the bat, no one would even notice. And now, I mean, as much as I might feel that way, people would notice people. I, I've seen it on Twitter that people were noticing that we didn't do a show last week. And we broke the year and a half streak of doing a show every single week. And that in a small, in, in a way, I mean that the fact that it means something to people in a small way is, is both mind boggling as well as completely like reassuring that we should actually keep going. And I just I want to thank everyone who's listened to the show, who's downloaded the podcast, those who have supported the sponsors, those who have interacted with us on Twitter, or those who maybe haven't done anything. Maybe you just listen. You listen, you push play, when the show ends, you move on with your day and you don't give it another thought. That's perfectly fine too. I just want to thank everyone for being a part of it in whatever way you are and making us a part of your day in whichever way possible. And I, I kind of put notes together because I'm a rambler, as as every one of you knows. I I'll ramble sometimes and not make not make sense or not uh, produce coherent thoughts a hundred percent of the time. You know, when I'm when I'm telling Jeff that Tino Sabatelli is the next best thing and the next big thing, you know, obviously I'm very coherent there. But in other ways, yeah, I mean, I'm like you guys. I'm a fan of pro wrestling, and it. It's a dream for a lot of people that, hey, if I could make a career in pro wrestling, that would be cool, right? And the decision finally came to where it was thrown in my face. Do I make a career in pro wrestling? And I chose no. I ended up choosing uh, choosing no at this time. I I accepted the position. And this is, this is all my fault. And I'm completely understandable if Flo Slam is upset at me for this. I accepted the position, announced it hastily the very next day. And then really everything just started hitting me. Like, what's going to happen in two weeks when I start? What What's going to happen? Am I going to really want to be away that much? And then I had more conversations and and it just it just ended up not being what I wanted to do. And so I had to I had to back away. And I mean, I all the congratulations I got. Um, in texts and emails and Twitter posts and Facebook, all the congratulations I got when I announced that were, were so heartwarming to me and were absolutely just unbelievable to see the response and people, you gave me the belief that I could do it well. And that made the job even harder. You gave me the hundred percent belief that I could go in there and kill it 
and it would be a fun thing for both me and, and all of you. And, and that's the thing too. Flow Slam believed in the show and Flow Slam believe, <laughs> believed in all of you <coughs> because a lot of the decision making in hiring me was probably because they wanted to have you guys come along with us. And they wanted you guys to be the base of Flow Slam. And I know we talk mostly WWE and NXT and they're you know, going to be covering almost everything but WWE. But still, there's a big crossover audience there and they saw the importance in that. And I really do hope they do well in what they're doing. And I hope you guys, uh, if you're a big fan of independent wrestling, you support FlowSlam.tv because it's going to be a really fun service. Whether I'm involved or not, it's going to be a really fun service. And so that was the big decision that I had to make. I mean, there's not a lot of drama behind it. It's just they offered me a position. I ended up not wanting it. And I hate I hate doing that to where you go through all this and then all of a sudden you you back away. And I understand that sucks on their end, too, because they have to start over. But I just couldn't I didn't want to feel trapped in something that I thought might have been a mistake for me. So I had to say no, and I'm I'm happy with where I am right now. I'm happy with what I do. I'm happy doing this show as a, kind of a hobbyist and you know, not being full-time in pro wrestling and, and just trying to entertain you guys for an hour a week. And sometimes we do that. Sometimes we don't. We, we try to do it every week. I know it's not always the case. But that's, you know, I'm not a historian. I'm not a full-time pro wrestling commentator. I'm not a journalist. Um, I'm a guy who watches wrestling and likes to interact with you guys and tell you what I think about what's going on and have you guys tell me what you think about what's going on. And hopefully we entertain you a little bit. Otherwise, what are we doing this for? Otherwise, Jeff and I are just making a call. And that's the thing. I love talking with Jeff for the hour a week. And we've become friends ever since we started. When I started the show with Jeff, we didn't know each other. We've since met. We went to a UFC show in Las Vegas. We got to you know hang out for a bit. I talk to him all the time. And, and it's been uh, a really cool thing. And this show has brought people together outside of that. And this show has brought us together. And I don't want to end that. You know, I, Shake Them Ropes would not have ended if we went to Flow Slam. It would have continued. And Shake Them Ropes will continue. I guess that's the point now is Shake Them Ropes is going to continue. Um, Jeff and I have to talk about some certain things about the show and how it's going to proceed because... You know, we kind of want, I, I, you know, I want to change some things up. I, I want it to be a looser show. Um, you know, Jeff is a really good wrestling commentator and he has really good thoughts and he, you know, he has a further back memory than I do, uh, from the eighties and, and whatnot. And he can recall a lot of things quicker than I can recall things. So he puts a lot of things in perspective that I don't always do. I mean, I, I'm talking about what's now he's going to talk about what's now plus what happened before and where, what we can learn from it. So I really, I really like that aspect of the show, but we're going to try to, you know, do some more fun segments, do some more fun things. Uh, fear not. <coughs> the hat eating has not been forgotten. I know I haven't done it. I know I've been late to the promise and, you know, CM Punk had his fight. Who knows? CM Punk may even fight for a second time before I even do this thing, but it's going to happen. I haven't forgot it. So I hope you stick with us to see what fun things we do with that. It's just been a crazy time. Like I said, last month I moved. Uh, it was a big move. This Thanksgiving just happened. We had a lot of family over for Thanksgiving. Uh, so there's been a lot of different things going on, and it's just been a really... It's been a hectic time. A lot of things happening all at once. 
and I'm not the best at time management as uh, Jeff can attest to. Um, but you know, things happen, things happen. And I just hope you guys will, will stick with us, you know, as, as things continue to happen. Uh, but the, the bullet points flow slam offered me a position. I won't be joining flow slam. I'm sorry if I disappoint you guys. I know a lot of you are excited and congratulating me. Um, and you believe in me and I, I really respect that. And I just hope I didn't disappoint you too much. We're still going to do the fun things here at Shake Them Ropes. Uh, we are going to be focusing on the podcast, the radio show, as it was. I mean, I know when we started doing the live shows, they were fun. Uh, we had you know more and more people tuning in every time we did them. But I felt like we really let go of what uh, grew the audience and, and allowed us to communicate with you best was the podcast. So we're focusing on the podcast. We're going to halt the live shows. You know, We haven't been on the last couple of pay-per-views. We're not planning to do any live shows for the next couple of pay-per-views. Uh, we'll see what happens around WrestleMania time as we, as I get settled in here, as Jeff and I get settled on a schedule. Um, we'll uh, we'll revisit the live shows, but right now we're going to be focusing on the podcast, focusing on giving you an hour of content every week, talking about WWE NXT. Might even open it up a bit. We might start talking about some other hot topics in wrestling that don't directly relate to WWE and NXT uh, more than just the usual PWG talk when Jeff goes to a show. So we'll we'll see what happens for the future. And we'll try to make it up to you for those I disappointed with the uh, flow slam stuff. You know, if you know, I appreciate you guys sticking with us. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, search Shake Them Ropes. Go to voicesofwrestling.com slash STR for all of our podcast posts. Rate and review us on iTunes. If you if you're a fan of the show and want to see us keep going or just wanna, you know, give a comment of support or tell us how we suck. You can do so on iTunes, even if you don't listen through iTunes, bit.ly slash str iTunes, bit.ly slash str iTunes. Uh, no sponsors on the show this week. I'm not putting ads in on, on this episode. If you have questions, hit me up on Twitter at MickListens, at M-C-L-I-S-T-E-N-S. Follow the show at Shake Them Ropes. Follow Jeff at Crap Game 13. Um, you can email me too, uh, rob at voicesofwrestling.com if you have questions. Uh, we'll still be doing the show on Voices of Wrestling. I probably won't be writing as much stuff just because, I mean, at least not as far as right now. Um, trying to focus on the show for you guys. Trying to focus on the show. And getting the uh, getting the studio back up. Because I, I still got equipment laying all over the place. I haven't put everything quite back together how it's supposed to be at the moment. But we'll get that back up uh, here at some point. I just, I just really want to thank you guys, and for the 20 minutes that I've rambled here, if you sat through it, I really want to thank you a lot. Uh, Jeremy Botter, I want to thank. Jeremy Botter went to bat for me, and I feel so bad. The, the worst person I feel for right now is Jeremy, because we talked about ideas we had. It was going to be a super fun time working with him, but just my my time at life, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't time to be able to do that. And will I be kicking myself later on? Probably. I might be. I might be kicking myself for a, wa- a long time. The biggest thing I'll see is I'll see what Flow Slam's doing and I'll think, man, I could have done that better. Hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully whoever they end up putting in that position is killer at the job and they do really well. But I'll really be kicking myself if I see something where I, I think I could have done something better and it's not happening. Then I'll be really kicking myself because that's, that's not just disappointing for me, but that's disappointing for them and disappointing for all the people who follow us and Flow Slam. So hopefully all goes well. Uh, Jeff, 
because I didn't have a lot of time last week. I couldn't get him on the same time uh, or I couldn't get with him at the same time because uh, of all our Thanksgiving schedules. Jeff recorded a uh, review show of Survivor Series and NXT. So I know it's a week late, but you'll get his comments on Survivor Series and NXT. Uh, and then we will be back together hopefully uh, hopefully soon. Uh, maybe not this week, uh, but hopefully definitely next week uh, to talk about all these paper. We got two more pay-per-views for the rest of this year. We're one month away from 2017. We got Roadblock and we got TLC. So we're going to have to get on and talk about all this with you guys. We're going to try to think of uh, some new uh, segments to entertain you guys. If you have questions, emails, comments, hit us up on Twitter or the email address, rob at voicesofwrestling.com. I really want to make you guys more part of the show. And for those who want to be more part of the show, you know, have your voice heard. Leave us comments, send us questions, because I want to make that happen. Um, so that'll be it for this ramble session. Uh, Jeff is coming up with his thoughts on Survivor Series weekend, and we hope you will join us next week for Shake Them Ropes 185. Again, if you have further questions, hit me up on Twitter, DM or public, whichever way. The, the DMs are open, so if you have a question or want to just say something to me, uh, at MickListens on the Twitter feed, DM or public post, whichever one is best for you. I hope you all have a fantastic week, fantastic final month of 2017, and we'll talk to you again in just a little bit. If a fellow isn't thankful for what he's got, he isn't likely to be thankful for what he's going to get. Frank A. Clark. In America, this is Thanksgiving weekend. Welcome to all my American fans. If you're not in America, that's quite all right. We'll talk to you guys as well. Um, this has historically usually been a big weekend for wrestling. Um, Starcade used to be Thanksgiving night at the Omni, I believe. Survivor Series also used to be Thanksgiving night. And now they've kind of ceded it to football. So you move with the changes, I guess. But we'll go over everything that happened in Toronto over this last weekend. Uh, if you're listening to this, you've probably already gotten through Rob's part about what he did and did not decide on Flow Slam. Maybe I'll go a little bit into that right now. Uh, either way, I'm going to support Rob. Rob's my friend. Um, he's an adult. He's able to make his own decisions. I don't necessarily agree with his decision, but those are my own biases coming in. Uh, I think Rob would have very much loved to take this job, but I think moving was a big part of it. And, I, you know, he just moved. <laughs> which is why we keep doing these solo shows for some reason. Um, I think Rob really loves professional wrestling, so I think he would have enjoyed himself. Um, and I think happy couples each need their own thing, and this could have been Rob's. Uh, you should have one shared activity and one activity that's your own if you're in a couple. I think this would have been his. And the other reason is I think uh, I think it would have helped a lot to have all those travel miles. Fellas, I'm going to lay a little bit of wisdom on you that I've gained over the years and that I currently am gaining as I, as I wade through dating uh, somewhat later in life. Women like to travel. Once they hit around the age of 32 or so, they really, really love to travel. For some reason, they find spiritual meaning in going to places that are foreign to them and they think being worldly you know, somehow awakens your consciousness. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I do know that women do like to travel. 
usually to an exotic location with a beach, <laughs> more often than not, or to Europe or something like that. Rob had taken this job, even if he stays only a couple years, he has all those flyer miles. So, so if he should be married by then, or if he's in another relationship, he could look at his lady and go, where would you like to go, honey? I got all the miles you need. But, again, this is Rob's decision. I stick by him. Uh, and I, I hope uh, I hope for the best in whatever comes down the pipe for whatever. Now, that being said, Jeremy Botter, you want me there in Austin, Texas? I'll be there. Come get me. Come at me. In fact, if anybody wants to pay me, I am America's foremost pro bono wrestling pundit. Irrelevant wrestling pundit, to be honest with you, but a wrestling pundit nonetheless. Anybody want to pay me? Fine. You want me to plug something of yours? Send a box of product. I'm all over it. Because Joe Rich and Rob ain't giving me no no swag. <laughs> I'm low on the totem pole. My soul is for sale. McRibs? Sure. Shamrock Shakes? Come at me, bro. I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a moron. What can I say? Uh... Yeah, and I, you know what? I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to see what Flow Slam does with or without Rob. To be honest with you, I think uh, I think they have a lot of good ideas going on this network right now. I think it's going to serve a certain purpose. I don't know how much growth there is in it, and I don't know how much patience the venture capitalists have in it if it doesn't expand beyond niche audiences. But they have a lot of niches on there. I mean, marching band competitions. Sure, I'll watch that. I'm all about watching a good marching band competition or a drum corps, you know, because that's my former life in high school. So, you know, occasionally. Now, I won't watch things like distance running. That's that's boring as hell. But, you know, to each their own. I won't I won't knock you if you like it and you won't knock me if I like it. <laughs> Just one note on, on dating. I know I'm getting into Lanza territory here, but uh, my my problem is all my interests are the same as some. Some woman's kid, so I get along with the kid, but not the adult who doesn't want to raise another child. It's like, what do you like? I like pro wrestling, water slides, video games. <laughs> Would you like anything like wine tasting or or art? <laughs> I go, oh, you know what? I've seen enough art in my life, and I can't stand wine. So what do you want? And I also hate travel. I gotta be honest with you, I hate traveling. It just means spending money. If I, you want me to go to some poor place and look at an old building, I'll go to Detroit. I don't, I don't need to leave the country and deal with some third world police force trying to shake me down for cash. I don't need it. I've had that happen once. I don't need it to happen again, ever. So, no thank you. I don't need to travel all that much. Unless I have a purpose. You know, I'm, I'm going to WrestleMania this year. I'm, I'm looking forward to that trip, I think. If I don't cancel. I may cancel. I don't know. That's a lot of money to spend. Although, you know, water slides. Come on. <laughs> so, uh, an interesting weekend of wrestling this week, I thought, uh, emanating out of Toronto, Canada. Where where did we start? Let's start on the high notes. Um, I really loved that NXT TakeOver. I did. Was it the strongest NXT TakeOver ever? No. On paper, it looked very spotty. But I think it over-delivered on my expectations quite a bit, and... It was a fun two hours to watch again. Every time they put on one of these things, it delivers. So I should stop doubting them when they make decisions that I don't necessarily agree with. Um, 
I, I absolutely loved and adored the Revival versus uh, DIY two out of three matches. I, I love that the Revival always seems to pull out an old school double team move in, in their matches. This time it was the heart attack, the homage to the hometown boys, the the Heart Foundation. Oh, that's Calgary. Never mind. But uh, I liked the exchanging of finishes between the two teams. And I really think Johnny Gargano is on par with Ricky Morton. For those of you who've been following our top 100 matches, we've had a couple Rock and Roll Express matches. I think he is a great selling babyface. And maybe it's just I didn't pick up on it on the indies as much, and I didn't watch a lot of him on the indies, so maybe I'm just preaching to the choir here of Johnny Gargano fans. But this dude, to me, is a modern-day Ricky Morton. I think he's fantastic. And and that's not to shade Tommaso Ciampa either, because I thought he was great. I thought all four of these guys really, really worked well together. Again, um, Dash Wilder and his chop block is painful to look at as a man who used to play football. And and people know how I feel about Scott Dawson. I think Scott Dawson's look, his talk, his promo ability, I think everything about that dude is magic. I'd love to see the revival on the main roster. You know, but that's yet another weakness where another team has to step up and they don't have that at NXT right now, in my opinion. It it, it would be yet another loss. Uh, and I don't want him them getting moved up just for someone to look at him and go, you're too small to make it here. I think they have the ability to get over on the main roster, again, with the big if, if they're taken care of. But we've seen, and we'll get into that when we get into SmackDown results, they don't take very good care of a lot of teams, even their champs on SmackDown for the most part. Uh, just a stat that Alex Pawlowski uh, came at me with was that uh, the, the tag team champs, Rhino and Slater, haven't defended the belts for, I think, two months. Haven't had a tag match other than main event, I think. I mean, they had the six-person with Dolph against Miz and the Spirit Squad. But, you know, it, it almost feels like they're trying to cool down Slater and Rhino because they are getting popular and they don't want them to be that popular. I'm not going to ascribe any malice to that, but I think that's a heck of a theory. And I think it has some credence, to be honest with you. What's next? Oh, uh, the finals of the Dusty Classic. TM61 versus the Authors of Pain. Piling in a cage to, <laughs> as a shout-out to both a toy that came out on the market and, of course, the last battle of Atlanta. I knew he was going to drop something. I think any student of old school knows how this goes. The heel manager always seems to find a way to interfere. Uh, was the match the best in the world? No. Was it perfectly fine yes especially that that moonsault off off the rig my goodness i i yelped at that i i think i wrote hose me at that point because that was that was a manly spot right there especially for a very for a team that we've all accused on on various shows of being a little bit too vanilla i i i liked that a lot i thought that showed a lot of a lot of uh big event chutzpah so to speak uh, the Authors of Pain are fine as monster champions, or as at least of monster winners, and, and the feud against Champa and Gargano will be something, I think. Uh, 
they don't do a lot for me as a monster team right now. There's there's a weird disconnect with me and NXT and that I think they're teaching to the test, so to speak. They don't have... They're big, but they don't have the tough guy aura about them. They 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 seem like plotting klutzes who are big, and you know they have a tough guy. They have real tough guy credibility. One of those guys fought in Bellator, for goodness sakes. I, I, I would love to see a little bit more viciousness out of them. I'd love to see them both do moonsaults, but I'm a Headhunters fan. Uh... Yeah, I'd love to sit them down and have them watch Vader tapes because I think they could be two Vaders in a in a tag team and be monsters beaten on Gargano and Champ, and I think that would make for an for a very very good feud. I, I do. Uh, I had no problems with them winning this. I think TM six one did well for themselves in the loss, uh, and I hope that they build on this to be a white hot babyface fire team. Uh, circling back, I know I skipped this. I apologize. Uh, Rude, uh, Robert Rude and Ty Dillinger in front of a very partisan crowd. I thought solid match, nothing spectacular, but I don't think we expected anything spectacular. I think Ty Dillinger showed a lot in defeat. I think his popularity came through on this. Whereas if I didn't know who he was, I think he, he was a big deal. I think he'd be perfectly serviceable as a mid-card face or heel on the main roster right now. And I think Bobby Roode did nothing to, um, for lack of a better term, derail his trajectory. I think he's going to be going into the NXT title picture sooner than later. And I think this momentum will serve him well. Uh, He's getting to be have that star aura in NXT, not just because of the entrance, but I think because of the work he was doing in the ring uh, for this match. So um, nothing terribly negative to say about that. I, 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 the 10 gimmick, I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? Because I think it's going to eventually screw someone up. Someone's going to be needing to get in the ring at nine and they end up jumping in at like six and it may ruin the drama of a match here or there. Uh, I think for lack of a better term, I think they're going to try and cool down Ty Dillinger a little bit because of that. And that's a shame. Uh, moving on to Oscar uh, and Mickey James. I loved this match. I, I, I heard a lot of criticism and I took Alex Pawlowski over at Fightful Online to task about his opinions on this and he recanted. Smart move. I allow you, if you have a wrong opinion, there, there are no wrong opinions. They say, no, that's incorrect. There, there are wrong opinions. Mostly the ones that disagree with me. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I give people room to learn. Uh, I, I, I thought this match was better than the Bailey matches. I do. I think Mickey James... And Asuka went in there and had a women's wrestling match. They didn't have a women's choreographed dance. It was it was a little bit less spotty than, say, a Bailey and Sasha match. Uh, I think they read the crowd real well. I think the psychology was great here. Mickey James being a little bit boastful as well. Uh, but having, you know, a fighting style offense. 
I, I thought that was great. I think uh, the story, I think Mickey should be able to get more offense in Asuka than a Bailey does because she held the women's title on the main roster and the main roster is still a step above NXT in WWE canon. I totally disagree with any criticism that Mickey got too much offense on Asuka. The other reason is Asuka's whole gimmick right now is she's getting cocky because she's beating everybody so easily. So you would expect her to lower her guard against someone who hasn't been in the WWE for a long time and to kind of take it lightly. I had absolutely no problem with her taking this offense. I thought the ending, you know, the ending fits in with the usual put up a good fight against Asuka and realize that you've been beat. So take that last kick like a champ and get the one, two, three. And I liked the uh, I liked the aftermath. I liked Asuka going back to the cockiness because she's getting very close to being a heel. And that's what she's going to be need to be before she gets beat. I don't know who beats her, though. I think Ember Moon's fine. I just don't think she has the emotional resonance that Bailey ever had on this main roster. She has a good move set, but does Ember Moon come off like a star yet? Not particularly. I don't think Liv Morgan is anywhere close to being good enough to being in the ring with Asuka for for an extended match and to to beat her in any way. Uh, You know, Peyton Royce to me is the one that is the closest to having that kind of potential, but she's not there yet either. And again, I would start looking around the independent circuit to find some wrestlers to find some women who work the indies, who know pace, who know how to put up a fight if they have to, to do something different than whatever it is they're teaching at the Performance Center. Now, I love the Performance Center. I think it's a great tool, but it's its own bubble, and that's a problem. It's a huge problem right now because you're watching a lot of people doing the same kinds of things, it's also partially the WWE style, which is very McDonald's, as Hiroshi Tanahashi says. Everybody want, comes to see you play the hits. Everybody kind of wants the same match every time. I disagree. I, th- I thought, you know what? If you told me that Mickey and Asuka called this in the ring, I wouldn't be that surprised. I wouldn't be. And I think they might have improvised a few things here. And I think that is the magic that's missing, is that it doesn't feel like it's being called on the fly, and I don't think these performers have the confidence where if something goes wrong, they can call something on the fly because they're going to get yelled at or because they don't trust their own talent. And and that's a problem going forward with with everybody, I think, and the future of the business. And, and the main event, Samoa Joe and Nakamura, I disagree with taking the belt off of Nakamura if you're just going to put it on him at a show for Japan. I I find that pandering. I find that insulting for the quote-unquote big moment. I'd rather moments resonate than be cheaply done. Um, There's a slight difference. I know someone may say, well, you're being hypocritical given your thoughts on Sasha and Charlotte in Boston. Sasha needed a big moment to establish her as a champion, and her hometown would have done that. Nakamura doesn't need to win the belt in his home city to be considered a great wrestler. 
He's one of the best on the planet. He doesn't need it. If they took the belt off of him for that reason, this was a bad move. Good match, bad move. Disagree with the move. If they're going to bring up Nakamura as opposed to Joe, might be a better move. I can I can see that. It's a wait and see how it plays out type of thing for me. Uh, I think both these guys deserve to be moved up, but NXT needs to have people to draw. So we wait. I, I, I think we're getting very close to the point where we may need to dissolve NXT as a worldwide touring brand and just have them do the circuit in Florida with the youngins because these, these split rosters need bodies and they need people who are actually built. And, and, you know, the second part is always the part you're concerned about. We'll get into that when we get into the main roster, which we're getting into now. Survivor Series. Goldberg versus Brock. I have no issues with it whatsoever. I, um, in terms of that match. I think the nostalgia was in having a Goldberg-style match. And Goldberg had a Goldberg-style match. Short to the point, power moves, jackhammer, everybody goes home happy. My problem is that he's now in the Royal Rumble and probably in the next WrestleMania. That to me is problematic from a business perspective because you really needed, and I don't care if it was Roman Reigns last year if they had done this, someone needed to beat Brock clean at some point to establish themselves as the next generation superstar. Because... They don't have any guys anymore that are attractions. And they're not building anybody, really. They're, they're building up entertaining people, but they're not building up stars. And I don't think Brock has lost much on his aura because of this. Don't get me wrong. You could still, if this had been Goldberg's last match, still have someone else of a lower heft beat Goldberg Brock and it'd be a big deal. But right now the the gold the the Brock wins are reserved for the Cena's, the Goldbergs, the Triple H's, the upper stratosphere. And everybody else are just kind of guys, including guys who you're calling your champs. So I I have a problem putting guys over their champions. If you're the best, you should be the champ. But that's old school thinking. I know I'm a little bit behind the times on that. But I, I really find it problematic from a business perspective to have Goldberg come back again. I know the money's there. I know the crowd was popping there. I actually thought they were going to port the belt onto Goldberg and have him go away. And I thought that would have been an interesting move. I wouldn't have necessarily agreed with it, but certainly interesting and gets people talking. Uh, You can hide him in the rumble. You can hide his flaws in the rumble. That's fine with me. I just don't think a WrestleMania match is going to be that long. I think a WrestleMania match is actually going to maybe a little bit longer where he does a couple of spears and then Brock kicks out of a jackhammer. F5 gets the win back. And then you kind of think, what was it all for? I I thought this match was a perfect code on Bill Goldberg's career, but I understand, you know what? There's money, there's stardom involved. It's very persuasive. And I can't blame him for saying, sure, I'll come back. And it gives a little bit of buzz to the old Royal Rumble now. So everybody wins, but I don't know if 
wrestling as a whole wins, if you know what I mean. I'm a, I'm a little conflicted on that, and I'm sure I'll take some heat on it on the Twitter. Get at me, at CrapGame13. But, I, you know what, that's, it's an opinion. It may be an incorrect opinion, but it's an opinion. Uh, the rest of the card, I didn't like. I didn't like any of the rest of the Survivor Series. I think there's there's not enough care given to characters. The feuds weren't any good. The two things with actual stakes were the cruiserweight match and the Intercontinental title match, and you ended both of those on screw jobs, which made it feel like this whole thing was a waste of my time. Uh, the the women's five-on-five five was clunky at best. I don't think there's any intrigue to the who jumped Nikki Bella storyline in any way. I think it's going to be the obvious choice, which is Natty. I don't mind it if it's Charlotte for a super feud of some kind. I I absolutely love the theory it was Becky Lynch, and Becky Lynch turns heel, but... I don't think that's happening either. Um, I didn't see a lot in this match that really made me excited to watch the women's divisions in terms of in-ring stuff. It was mostly a story, you know, so that they could attack Bailey eventually. I think they kind of hurt Nia Jax with the, with the submission. Uh, the one spot I loved, and it plays into things that amuse me. I absolutely loved the Alexa Bliss gets fired up, goes in there, and just gets killed by Nia Jax. I don't know why, but that just made me laugh and howl like a hyena. I think Alexa Bliss is fantastic. I think she was great on SmackDown this week. I think her reactions, if I could just have a crap ton of Alexa Bliss reaction gifs to just play whenever I'm in the mood, I'd be a very happy man. I think she's fantastic. Her wrestling is starting to catch up a bit. I love the Five Feet of Fury. I love the whole Chicken Hawk act with her. Um, I think it's great. Uh, And maybe I'll expound a little bit more when we get to SmackDown. Uh, The tag match. I, oh, boy, oh, boy. This this was very, very weird to me. I, I don't understand why they did that to American Alpha. Just beat clean by the club. It seems like the story, you know, I liked the flash pin of the New Day being a bit cocky, but, you know, it, <laughs> after that, it just didn't get interesting. And the Usos, I thought the Usos had, had, did quite well when it got down to, to, to them um, fighting for SmackDown versus Raw. I thought that was fine. But, you know, overall, I don't see why Raw needed to win this. In fact, I'm trying to remember who won for... Oh, Sheamus and Cesaro. And you thought, okay, this is the natural moment where this story comes together, and they don't, which is ridiculous in its own right. It's like, how long how long can you bicker like this and be interesting still? It possibly jumped the shark three weeks ago, to be honest with you. I understand why they did. I thought, you know, I thought once it became Cesaro and Sheamus versus the Usos, I thought it was a fantastic match. I thought they got they worked quite well together, but I, I don't see why you have to continue this enemies who are a tag team and then you beat them on Raw like you do. Whatever. <laughs> and then the uh, SmackDown uh, 
match, the Shane McMahon show. Now, it's fine. I like Shane personally. I think he's endearing in many ways. I think he's a little bit put upon and a little bit shoved down our throats in terms of of how dangerous he can be when you know you have perfectly skilled competitors in there. I thought the way they got rid of Braun Strowman was creative. I think that's a good way to use James Ellsworth there. I like it better than my idea of James Ellsworth ending up costing SmackDown the match. I I think WWE has a real big problem right now with baby faces. The baby faces you're supposed to root for are all, you know, the people who always do the right thing are either beat all the time or suffer from stupid babyface syndrome where they obviously get turned on or distracted and rolled up and made to look like morons. And then the other babyfaces are just dicks. They're jerks. If, if you really take a look at it, Roman Reigns is a jerk. Seth Rollins is a smarmy jerk. Enzo Amore was sexually harassing people on Raw. Bailey participated in a five-on-one beatdown. Sasha Banks is kind of an angry jerk. Um, and then over on, on SmackDown, you have, you have Dean Ambrose, who's a jerk, who defies authority because they want to relive the Austin years. You know, Mick Foley's kind of a jerk as a babyface commissioner. Daniel Bryan's a little bit of a subtle jerk to people in terms of putting people on tr- in trouble. And then all your heels, for the most part, are the ones getting cheered all the time because people respect the gimmick. You know, your big cheers in the, in the Raw versus SmackDown match were for AJ Styles and for Randy Orton's RKO. Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens are getting babyface pops. They're cool heels, which I know drives people like Jim Cornette crazy, but it's starting to drive me nuts as well. Uh... Yeah, you know, or you have monster heels. I mean, they, 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 they can't get past the we need monsters versus small guys to get monsters over. So you have Baron Corbin, Nia Jax, Braun Strowman, the Authors of Pain. It's all the same story for the most part. The only truly hateable heel right now is The Miz. And I think he's great in his job as kind of this mid-card, upper mid-card heel who's a jerk. I think he does it perfectly. I think he doesn't, uh, I'm glad he doesn't pander as much. And I think he's very, very good in his role. I wish we had more guys like that. I mean, you know, look at, look at the pure, people I call pure baby faces. You know, Sami Zayn, geek, Becky Lynch, prone to stupidity. Bailey, even, if you want to forgive the 501 beatdown, prone to stupidity and, and getting beat. There's, there's. There's no one to root for, for, for kids or adults. And I'm not saying all baby faces have to be goody-goody. I th- but, oh, the New Day. The New Day act like heels. They're, they're, they're hitting people with trombones. They're, they're distracting the refs. And it's fine for a baby face if you're doing that against a heel. Like pure heels. To get one back at them. Occasionally. But to do it all the time, and to be a jerk all the time... Who do people have to root for? And and again, I'm not saying you have to be squeaky clean baby faces like John Cena-esque, all of them. It's fine to have a, a nice palette 
of various shades of good. But they're just not taking care of the good parts of these people. They're, they, they, they substitute character archetypes for entertainment. And, oh, if, as long as they're entertaining, that means everybody's happy. So why worry about scripting them well? And it, it's, it's a real problem, I think. I think that's why they're not getting a lot of stars. Like if a Sami Zayn beat a Brock Lesnar, he'd be huge. Not just a banana peel finish. I mean a real El Generico type finish where he puts a guy away that he's had to pound on for a while to get there. I, I, you know, it's, it's frustrating to me to have to watch guys not get the top of the card because they're bringing back guys who were made. I don't like the nostalgia picks. I agree perfectly with CM Punk on this. I don't like part-timers. I think part-timers serve a certain function in wrestling, but I don't feel champions on either roster feel special. I don't think Kevin Owens feels special as a champ, and I certainly don't think AJ Styles feels uh, special as a champ. I think they're both very entertaining. I love watching them both, but I don't feel like, wow, they're the champs. This means something when I watch them. Uh, I think that kind of covers everything from... from uh, from Raw as well for me, because I didn't have a lot to say about Raw. I, up until the main event, I really didn't wasn't enjoying this program much. I don't enjoy Stephanie McMahon at all. I didn't understand the whole punishing Sami Zayn for losing when he got screwed, especially by Mick Foley, who's supposed to be likable, unless he's turning heel, which I think he might be. But, you know, it, these things don't make sense for the most part, and... They seem like they're almost being outwardly cruel to the talent, even in storyline. So it just doesn't make it a very pleasant watch, so to speak. You know, Michael Cole talking about how great the brand is isn't going to do much for me. Goldberg's promo, I think, was great. Uh, The women's tag match, it's okay. I think the story here is going to be Nia Jax eventually. Nia Jax is getting put into the the Dana Brooke role here that was originally meant for her. And then I, I agree with the pundits. I think Nia Jax and Charlotte's going to be the women's match at WrestleMania. And I think it's going to be a face Nia Jax. And I think the, that's when The Rock's going to come out and give her the rub because they're related. I think they're going to play that up. That's my opinion. I think... Bailey and Sasha and Becky Lynch and all these other women are probably going to be in a multi-person tag or something else that they'll get five minutes and they won't be able to do anything with it. Um, because I don't think the women's... I don't know why, but I, I think the negative reaction to the Sasha-Charlotte match has gotten to creative. I don't know why there was so much negative reaction, to be honest with you. I thought it was perfectly okay. Um, It wasn't transcendent, but it was perfectly solid, I thought. But there's a lot of people who just don't... I have a friend who won't watch women's wrestling, even if I recommend the good stuff like the the horsewomen list on the WWE Network. He just goes, they're they're lesser athletes than the men, and I don't want to watch them. And there is that... I wouldn't say it's misogyny, but it's definitely a prejudice of some kind that that's prevalent still. 
and they got to find a way to break through that. And I don't know if WWE style right now is the way. You know, I'd, I'd much rather have two people rehearse a match for a month, take them off TV, and then bring them in for a big card, and then have them blow people away. Uh, I'm not a Charlotte fan, so to speak. I think she's perfect. She's very, very athletic, but I don't think she matches a Becky, Sasha, or Bailey on the main roster, or maybe even a Nikki Bella in terms of telling an in-ring story. So she may not be the one to do it, but they have a story, and they think they have a star. So I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I do. SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown was okay. It was it was a fun watch, I think. I, I I think it's time to get AJ away from this James Ellsworth story. I think Ellsworth being part of the main event has kind of run its course for me. It doesn't mean I don't love James Ellsworth. I think he's a fantastic performer. I think his role here is great in comedy. And I don't think there's anything wrong with a comedy guy in a main event angle as long as it doesn't last too long. As long as it only lasts one cycle, I'm fine with it. Uh, I think we know the end of this. I think because he's beaten AJ Styles three times now and he's obviously getting cocky about it, I think he screws Dean in the ladder match at TLC. So that, because he doesn't think he can beat Dean, he thinks he can beat AJ Styles. And then he loses horribly in, in his in his match against AJ Styles, of course. Uh, I wouldn't put past him to have Dean turn on, on Ellsworth, but I, I don't see that going that way. Uh, overall, I enjoyed that match. I enjoyed all the interplay. Uh, big props to AJ Styles for taking two hellacious bumps in a 48-hour span over the top rope where I thought he died. The man is almost 40, if not 40, and he's doing bumps like that, and the Braun Strowman bump where I thought he had broken his neck. Um, If he's okay, (laughs) consider me an even bigger fan, and consider me suckered by the work, because I thought he he was great. Um, I hate tag team turmoil as a, as a concept. I, I think it killed, kills your division to, to sacrifice three or four teams for one good one. Just have a match between two teams, even if they're the top two, even if it's the Usos and American Alpha for the number one contendership. And then have a secondary feud, say, between the Hype Bros and the Vaude Villains that you build. And then you can build guys up and down the ladder. When you put all six teams in a match at once, then at least four of those teams aren't going to matter for the time being. And I think that's sad. I think it's sad that they've really kind of backed off on Heath Slater and Rhino in any way uh, to clear a path, so to speak, for American Alpha. Uh, and I have no problem with the end of the match other than the bait and switch part. I, I And I think probably the the Wyatts would have been a part of it had Randy Orton not ha- needed the night off to be there for the birth of his daughter. Mazel, mazel, good things. Uh, but I don't mind... I don't mind an American Alpha versus Wyatts program. Uh, what I mind is is a five-minute match or ten-minute match where all six of your tag teams are in there and five of them are getting beat. I think that does nothing for the division. I think it does nothing for any of the characters involved in the division. I just think it's it's 
poor planning. Again, I think it's it's caring about one thing and then not taking care of an entire roster, which is already depleted. I think you have to. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that match. I think I, I'm hoping it's Orton. It's going to be Orton and Bray, I know that, but man, I would not mind Orton and Harper versus American Alpha. I think that'd be a great, great match. It'll be interesting to see what they do with the Usos from here, too, because I think the Usos, both in that match and in the tag team match on Survivor Series, are fantastic. I think they're doing some of the best work of their career, to be honest with you. I, I loved the whole strolling down and not you know, running to the ring only to get their ass beat. I thought that was great. I think it, it really helped their healness. Uh, Alexa Bliss is my favorite thing to watch on either roster right now. I, she just, when, when she just said, I can't even during that natty segment, she was echoing everything I was thinking. Uh, her react, her reactions alone, are just, I, I could watch them all day. And I never thought I'd be able to say that about Alexa Bliss when she was doing that blue fairy stuff in NXT. But old rubber face Alexa Bliss. Hey guys. You're, you're great. You're absolutely fantastic. I, I, I hope that this match at TLC is a good one against Becky Lynch. I really do. I, I, I want her to be elevated. I want her to have the talent to be elevated. Uh, I I haven't heard of a stipulation on this one yet, and it's the only match on TLC that doesn't yet have one. We have that card, for the most part, set. Um, and it's it's okay. I think it's coming a bit too soon. Again, th- there's too many pay-per-views here. Not enough for me to care, and they don't take care from the week-to-week build. So... It feels gimmicky again, much like Survivor Series was gimmicky. Uh, doesn't mean it won't be good, just everything's a blur these days. There's a lot of product to eat. And for me, I think you want to be able to remember the really good meals. And you can't with this much food to drive that metaphor into the ground. Anywho, I think I've, uh, I think I've talked enough. I don't really have anything to say it is a holiday weekend for me so uh the shorter the better we'll try and get back to the top 100 whenever rob has time uh hopefully he will i hope he didn't quit on his part of the show uh once again my twitter handle is at crap game 13 if you want to listen to more of me uh i'm on after smackdowns every tuesday at fightful online i'm back here every week on shake them ropes and uh a Voices of Wrestling crossover. If you want to hear me talk about something other than wrestling, I did do an election post-mortem with Chris Novembrino of uh, Legend of the Hidden Temple The um, on his political podcast called Don't Worry About the Government. Don't hate me if I have a different opinion on politics than you do. I don't judge my friendships that way. Anyways, we'll talk to you next week. Be safe out there, everybody. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? 
freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.